I'm Bobby. I'm Haven. And this could be a podcast. Very weird paradox of the more famous you become, the less stuff you have to pay for. Like that's mm-hmm. a that's a really weird paradox, and I yeah. don't I don't know like what's the reasoning behind that's part of the I think that's part of the mentality of rich people that don't tip or don't or they are very frugal with frugal. their money yeah because again I do think you get to a point where the amount of money you has have gets you things that you don't necessarily have to pay for right and you grow accustomed to that and then so paying for something almost becomes uh, an extra step that you're not normally used to taking. Right. And right. So tipping for a pizza, it's like, well, why would I? Like you've I already had the pizza, you know. Yeah. I don't like and for me, that summer I spent that wasn't a summer, it was yeah, it was a summer, you know, delivering pizzas. I never wanted a lot. But I wanted at least something. It was bad. Yeah. Well and back then I think I think nowadays when you're ordering on your I know it's just like ordering food on your phone. Right. When you have to include the tip before the food's delivered. I'm tipping 20, 25% all the time. I don't want my food fuck with. Like, sure. If I, if I put the bare minimum of tip, yeah, I'm only opening the door for my food to get fucked with. My thing is that I despise putting the tip in ahead of time because I think it's, uh, I think that's a scam. I, th- I think, it del- is. I think del- delivery charges are a scam. You know, the amount of people who actually get that tip at the end of the night, I think, is fewer and farther between. When <laughs> when I delivered pizzas in most tip-based industry or jobs that I had, like, the credit card tip was the the less desired form of tipping. Right. Give me the cash, and then yeah. that's my tip. I do agree with delivery charges are... A scam. I think that's a that's a tax. Huge that's, scam. that's just a tax added on, right? And you'll notice that sometimes. I mean, I don't know. What, uh, I we use like Eat Street or Grubhub uh-huh. or anything like right. that, which I think, in the grand scheme of things, is a great idea. Like it's a gr- uh, to have access to have food delivered that places normally don't wouldn't deliver themselves. Sure, sure. Um, but the I always remembered the uh, the credit card tip was. If you really appreciated the service, you'd leave a cash tip because then they don't have to claim it at the end. And right. It makes it easier on them because, again, you're dealing with an industry that more often than not, you're not making a ton of money. Right. And, and, and they, I mean, my thing is that, well, like Uber Eats and all of those guys are just, it's, they're predatory. They don't actually, that company itself does not care about the drivers who participate. They mm-hmm. certainly don't care about the actual restaurants that are participating in it. Yeah. And the, the number the number of times that restaurants have been added to third party apps for people to order food. Mm-hmm. Um when that restaurant I don't want to participate in whatever we, nonsense you're you're doing. I don't want to participate mm-hmm. in that and then continuing to be added in you know, providing a service. Yeah. So we, we first got, we got Grubhub a couple weeks ago. Like I, we've always just kind of used Eat street. Sure. It's a, uh, it's just more reliable. Yeah. I'd have no desire mm-hmm. to do anything else, but uh, I looked on Grubhub just to see, maybe there's some different restaurants or anything yeah. like that. And so we're like, Oh cool. Yeah. There's some totally different restaurants. Let's give it a cool. shot. Three orders later that were ordered, confirmed, canceled, 
put another order in, confirmed, canceled, and then put the third order in, our credit card company sent us like a, hey, like a, hey is some shit going on? Because the the first place that we uh, ordered at, they're like, uh, they're not taking orders because of high uh, high volume of people right now. Sure. And so when we first was canceled, we called that restaurant to be like, hey, are you guys accepting Grubhub? And like, no, we don't do that. Like we not that we're not doing it because we're so busy right now. Like no, we don't. We do don't that. want. We don't want Grubhub. We don't do that. And so I'm like, okay, well that's a thing. And then the next place we put an order in, again get a cancellation. You know, forty minutes later, yeah. we, we think the food's on the way and everything like that. And they're like, oh yeah, the restaurant changes their uh, their menu a lot, and they don't have like some of the things uh, that we ordered and everything. I'm like, oh, I ordered a plain uh, burger. Uh, okay, all right, well. I guess we'll move on. But to your point, though, I do think maybe right. there's the lack of communication or the no communication at all between None. those. Right. Because the first place, I definitely got the vibe of like, yeah, we don't do that. We don't do that. When we were doing uh, for the show, um, the University Foods episode, the the restaurant on University, mm-hmm. right? And I overheard him having a conversation with, with a cold caller. Yeah. And he's like... No, you know what? I don't think so. Not right now. I'm okay. Thanks. What was it, 25%? And he's like 25, 30% or something like that. Yeah, I don't of want cost. you to, I don't want you taking 30% of. Yeah. No. To deliver your food. Right. Yeah. And I do think that, yeah, I remember that. Uh, in a, that conversation. I yeah. think that's, uh, I. you know, for some places, something's better than nothing. And maybe it offsets with, if you can. I don't know. But, uh, but the amount of places that offer delivery standalone. I mean, you look at 25% of an order. What right. is that? What is the frequency of that yeah. to uh, justify a delivery driver? Basically. That's a good, that's a good question. Well, I mean that it's, well, it depends on a, where you are in time and space. Cause right now sure. this is certainly time and place to, to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I but I'd much rather just call and put in an order. But also, here's the other thing: I'd rather just go pick it up. I'd rather just you would. Yeah. Well, a it's faster. I'm not worried about the weird thing about like food delivery and most restaurants have not figured out, you know, how to at what point do do we cook food so it's preferred and best when it shows up at your door thirty minutes later. You know, that's not, not every cuisine is that is is built for that. Exactly. So I'd much rather just say, I'm putting in the order. Okay. It'll be ready in 20 minutes. I'm down there at 17 minutes Mm -hmm. and I'm paying and, oh, it's not quite done yet. Okay. Do you, are you not a fan of cold food? Like if your food's cold, is it ruined to you? No. In fact, oddly enough, I'm the opposite. Like. I take that back. I want my food to be when I'm first eating it. I will. I want it at optimal level. Okay. After the fact, if it's leftovers, I'm eating that shit cold. Yeah, that's a distinction. Yeah, but like when you're when you're getting food, I mean, because like me personally, I if if I get my food and it's cold, I'm not devastated by it. I'm not devastated by the fact that my food is not at optimal temperature. My thing is much more when we're talking about takeout, right? We're talking, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about consistency or texture, um, things that are mushy that shouldn't be mushy. True. You know, Hey, 
did that cook do a good job of toasting the bun before he put, you know, layered on a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. sauces and uh, vegetables and everything? Mm-hmm. How much of a soggy bun am I dealing with right now? Right. I don't want to deal with that. And this, like to me, like a soggy bun is less of an issue than like a soggy tortilla chip. Like I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I don't. Right. That's probably I my f- pet I can, peeve. I can fake it on TV. Yeah, you can fake it on TV. If you're paying me money, I'll fake eating, uh, you know, soggy tortilla, soggy chip. tortilla chips. But, but like a soggy, like even a soggy bun, like I can, I can get around it. I don't know. I, I think the dining experience is one thing. Like if I get cold food in a dining experience, that's a problem. Then that's an issue. Uh, in delivery, my expectations are out the window. Like I, See, but I'm paying the same price. You're that's the the pr- price, that's, that's the- also your decision, though, to get what you're getting. Right now, it's not know? my decision. <laughs> uh, so, so well, in, in with that Grubhub experience, we ended up getting from like a nice restaurant. We ended up getting some food oh, yeah. from, like, it was just one of those nights where, we're like, hey, you know, let's uh, let's get some. Let's get nicer. something. Nice. This is available. Let's try sure. it. And I would say, I would say, like, eighty percent of the food came just as like if I were to get it in the restaurant. Okay. Um, very good, very very tasty, um, and worth it in, yeah. in the long run. Um, but if I'm ordering, you know, if I'm ordering like you know cheap little cheap food from a restaurant and everything with that, and it comes cold or right. if it comes if it comes slightly soggy, you know, right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be so disappointed. Yeah, it's French fries, you know, French fries and bread and you know buns. That's my thing. Chips, I mean, yeah. chips. Like if it's a pasta dish. I'll, I don't have to have a perfect al dente pasta for me to enjoy it. Right. Sure. And if it's a little bit cold, if some things have slightly congealed, sure. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But some foods are better built for delivery. Like, I, I think like a pasta is perfectly built for, it's, I love cold pasta. I, I mean, I, I will eat cold pasta. Yeah. Certainly. Yep. Um, it's certain things like, you know, if, if you get like a steak delivered. I have not had a steak delivered. That yet. was one of the things we got. We got, got delivered. We got a steak delivered, and I, I was pretty happy with how it. Oh. It wasn't perfect, but also I didn't expect it to be because I'm. It's where'd, you, been, where'd you get the? Where'd you get this food from? Uh, Woodfire Grill is uh, okay. where we got it from. The, hmm. the Casino Steakhouse is where we got it. So, Casino Steakhouse. I love that band. Yeah. <laughs> I like the first <laughs> album. Everything else kind of sucked. But, but. You know, oh, they just got too derivative the, and too. Yeah, mainstream. they really leaned into like the steakhouse aspect of it. Oh, yeah, you preferred the dropped, casino. Yeah, they dropped all like air of uh, being a casino. So. Yeah, that first album was much more casino. Yeah, uh, they did do that throwback. Their fourth album, what was it called? <laughs> Riverside Heights meets memorabilia. I think that was the name of it. No, I thought it was the uh, <laughs> the Adams Family slot machine. Adam's Family Slap Machine brought to you by Casino Steakhouse. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we, Anyhow, got, we, go got a, we got a steak and it was, I went in with tempered expectations. It was, and it, and it worked out. Now what I, I, I don't, that was the first and probably only time I'll ever order a steak for delivery. Um, sure. But certain foods are built for being delivered. Certain foods are built for ease and convenience. Pizza and pasta, I think is about it. Chinese food? I don't know. I cold rice. Once rice gets kind of cold, but rice, I feel, is just an add-on. I feel rice is just a, a, vehicle it's a vehicle to make you feel full, and so 
And me, I'm a low main guy all day long. Like if I have a chance. Oh yeah, I mean, if I have a chance to turn turn that into low main, you're gonna go low main all day. And then cold, low main, cold, low main all day. That was Casino Steakhouse. That was the third fourth, album. That was the third album, low main all day. <laughs> but uh, but cold people low are main, like, this is totally unrelatable. <laughs> I don't get this. Well, cold low main, I think they would. I've eaten uh, my share, my oh, fair yeah. share of cold low main. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah. It's good. And I think that's where Chinese food can sit in a refrigerator and you can eat it cold. Well, not rice. No, but I don't need that. I don't need, I don't need the rice to stay. I don't need the rice to stay. I need. That was the title. That was like the main track. Right. That was the first single off of the rice can go is what it was called. (laughs) The first rice substitute was the first track. You like (laughs) rice noodles? Cause I don't Mm. like the weird clear rice noodles. Oh, uh, and Pad Thai, you do. Yeah. Is that Pad Thai technically a rice noodle? Like a, it's technically a rice noodle, yeah. Is it? Yeah. What's the weird clear noodle? Uh, Like the plant-based noodle or? I don't know if it's plant-based. Well, I mean, everything's plant-based. There is the... Uh, as far as noodles go. The mushroom-based uh, mushroom, low-carb. Mushroom. Mushroom. Uh, mushroom. Um, pad Thai noodle. Let's check it out because I'm pretty sure that is a... I don't think that's... Clear. It's not it is. Clear. I've, I mean, the, the pad thai noodles I've made. Maybe slightly translucent. But which that's, is to- mo- which that's is totally noodles. different. Totally different. <laughs> most noodles are slightly translucent. Let's go to the pad thai Wikipedia. Let's just. It were just. Uh, uh, they're stir fried rice noodles. Hmm. I did say rice noodles, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, it's a rice noodle. And you, Hold on, in popular culture, what's pad thai? What's a oh, it's talking pad thai Bobby, Bobby is listed as number five in the world's fifty most delicious foods. Readers polled in CNN Go in twenty eleven. You give me cold pad thai. I like, po- I like I cold pad thai. No, I wouldn't say I prefer it, but it's really close. I don't care. I can let that thing sit for a couple hours before I tackle a pad thai. It's fine because I don't care if it's warm or not. But uh, but have you ever cooked a rice noodle like a pad thai rice noodle? No, not really. It's crazy. You just you literally like put, uh, like you get a bowl of hot water, and yeah. you, you know, like scolding hot water, and okay. you just let you just let them soak for like twenty minutes, that's and that's it. what it cooks. That's what you cook in pad thai. Yeah, and then you drain it and you mix it with all the other delicious pad thai. When stuff. do you put the marinara on? There's no marinara on the, the pad thai. <laughs> marinara. Oh, although you can if you want to. I mean, yeah. There's no rules. Yeah, there is no. There's no there's rules no, with food. There's no rules in food. No, dudes we were just are out talking, here eating turtles. We were just talking today. Um, what what would your what would you envision a pizza taco being? So we have a taco pizza. <sighs> pizza what, taco. What, what would a pizza taco look like to you? Because I think it looks differently for everybody. Okay, starters is you go to the cafeteria at your college, and they have the garbage little single pizzas. Okay. Okay. And then you make that into a taco shape. <laughs> and that's your that's your creative <laughs> pizza taco. Like you have a like, restaurant. No, you have a restaurant. Oh, like me as a restaurant? Yeah. You have a restaurant and, and you have I'm to determine a, a I'm making a Yeah, you're putting pizza it on your taco. you want people to actually order this thing. That's the whole thing. Man, like you're assuming I care like a lot. 
No. With a man who has as many restaurant ideas as you do. Um, Pizza taco is not on there. But also, have you ever seen it in the wild? Have I seen pizza taco in the wild? Let me think here. I I want to say, I want to say no. I mean, but really, I've never seen it. I, when it came up in conversation, I was like, I don't think I've ever. Seen I did want to make taco. a bagel and lots taco. Yeah, but that's what I want. But what what would your idea for a pizza taco be? Um, I guess you could probably do like an over like an over baked flatbread. So it's a mm-hmm. little bit crispier, and so it's maybe closer to it, like uh, I guess a, a, like a thin crust. Are you using a flour tortilla, or are you using pizza pizza? Crust? No, you're, you're you're using a pizza dough. Oh, okay. You're using a pizza dough. Maybe I mean it's going to be much more. Uh, it's not going to be as yeasty, and that's where a lot of pizza flavor comes from—is that yeast? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a little bit unyeasty of a bread, and probably baked. On some kind of form, and you're just leaving it with the 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 hot stuff in the middle. You're not adding anything to it to, before you fold it, or you're just folding it over. No, so it's. I mean, it's going to be a, a closer to as far as shape goes. It's going to be more of a hard taco. Okay. It's gonna, but it's gonna have a little bit. Of, it's gonna have a little bit of bake to it, a little bit. So that's why you bake it on a form mm-hmm. to give it that taco shape without folding it. You want it to naturally hold its form. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to just just lay out, right? Yeah. You want it. You want it to be able to hold its form. I think anything you're cooking though is going to hold its form. You can bend it. It becomes more no, like but a chalupa. I, I, I want it. To, I want it to like as I lay it down, as I lay me down to sleep. I was wondering if you're going to do that. <laughs> as I put my this taco, pizza taco in front of you, mm-hmm. it's going to be. But that's your mold. That's your carrier of holding. That's hey, we're I'm I'm building from the ground up, baby. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, I, it's your taco. It's your pizza taco. I I have a different idea of a pizza taco. I think we can go ahead and reverse things just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna put my base of my meats. Um, so probably some ground sausage as my base, maybe with a little bit of pepperoni. That's layer number one, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go ahead and melt cheese on top of that. Where's your marinara situation? And marinara is going on top. Okay. Kind of like a dressing, kind of like a salsa. Okay. Okay. You know, generally you don't put salsa smack dab in the middle of your taco. Correct. Yeah. At the bottom of your taco. Mm -hmm. It's at the top. That way you can control it a little bit. A little bit. But, but what, what do you have a, do you have a fresh element of it or is it all just. Absolutely not. Because. No. But how how else is this not just a folded pizza? It's a folded pizza. But you gotta you gotta think a little bit more than that. I think. If I'm giving you, I an opinion. How, well, I don't get an opinion because you're t- asking me how I'm making a pizza taco here. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm making a pizza taco. Something fresh has to be there. That you're you're I giving me a folded pizza. How is I, this not a calzone? I, I, I don't. I well, don't get me started on calzones. It's not a calzone because it's not sealed. True. Okay. It's an open. It's basically you're talking about an open faced calzone here. <laughs> That's about correct. It. Which is technically a pizza. Um. <laughs> I'm like for me and my druthers, it's I'm all about. I'm about the Panzerati life. Give me fry. Give deep fat fry it or. A Panzerati. What What do you got with the Panzerati? Are, are you familiar with Panzerati? Not off the top of my head. I'll look so go to Mario. Do yourself a favor. Go down to Mario's, okay, 
and get a Panzerati. It's basically a calzone, but it's deep fat fried, not baked. So close to spelling it right. Anyway. um, Okay, so it's deep fat fried. It's basically a deep fat fried. Piece of pizza. Yes. Okay. I mean, a calzone. Yeah. You take a calzone and drop it in a fryer. Okay. Okay, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Uh, Mario Mario slathers theirs on top. You could put that in front of me. You could put that in front of me. I'll be like, oh, thanks for the calzone. But it's fried. So it's fried bread, not baked bread. So it's 10 times better. Because literally you deep fry anything and it's 10 times better. What does... You think that's the case? Yeah, man. Yeah? Yeah. What's better, a donut or a baked sweet roll? Mm, yeah, probably a donut. Yeah. Um, Anything deep fat fried is immensely better. It, I mean, honestly, that's why I had a whole restaurant concept where absolutely every single item on the menu is deep fat fried because mm-hmm. it's so it's so much better. I mean, I, and I've joked about this. I've said like you can literally take a piece of dog shit and deep fat fry it in some kind better. of, and it, it wouldn't would be, be better. It'd it would be, be better, better than, than just normal dog, normal shit. dog yeah. shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't have. I don't have a. I don't have an example of something that's not better. Uh, original versus deep fried. I go to like. I've never had a deep fried Oreo. I know people love those. Uh, um, I think I've had. I I want to say yes. I always just go to like carnival fair food. I mean, deep fried Twinkies. Cake. Yeah. Funnel cake is yeah. delightful. And that's just, that's just cake batter. Mm-hmm. Deep fat deep fried. Fat. And that's it. Yeah. I don't, I don't have an argument against it. Uh, I don't gravitate to it. Like I'm not a uh, huge fan of fried food in general. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm not going to say that. sticks. I like matzo sticks. Yeah, I do. Onion but, rings. Um, I can, Take or leave. I like I like a good onion ring. Like, What's your favorite kind of onion ring? Um, it's all seasoning based, really. I do like oh. a thick onion ring. Oh well, fuck oh, and I take that back. I actually take that back. I like yeah. If I'm gonna have my my preferred onion ring, it's those shitty like bar onion rings that are okay. almost like minced onion they're not even like a full fucking it's super thin strippy onions and it's just a light light batter and a light flour dusting but you can never you can never pull the onion out of these you know what i'm saying like right because there's no onion actually there it's almost like they just oh no oh yeah fried a frozen piece of minced onion see yeah so in a circle haystackers is the phrase i'm looking for okay where you take an onion and it's very thinly sliced, and then it's you give it a quick egg wash, egg milk wash, quick powder dusting, right? And it's not that full bread crumb, bread bread crumb. More yeah. like, yeah, I mean, more like shoestring onions. Yes, much more shoestringy. Yeah, I don't mind those. Um, these are much. What I'm describing is more like a frozen, like a just a frozen like shitty bar. Uh, yeah, I don't. Ring. I don't like I don't like the beer ba- like a beer batter onion ring like we had this evening. It's fine, but you're gonna lose that onion. I really dislike the breadcrumb breadcrumb coating on mm-hmm. onion rings. I think that's you're looking at onion slippage all day long. 
I do. I do think if I had to choose between onion rings or onion straws, I think I'd go onion straws. Onion straws are great. Yeah. Here, here this seems is, more conducive to eating. Here's my white per- person problem. Okay. Is that white privilege? Ninety-five percent of hamburgers, at least in the fast for few food arena, right? Ninety-five mm-hmm. percent of hamburgers that serve their burger with onion straws on them have barbecue sauce, and I just and you're just not a barbecue I, guy. I. Barbecue sauce has its time and place, and it's when it's barbecue. Mm-hmm. Barbecue sauce on a burger, I just don't dig on at all. That you're, I'm gonna come back to that, but also what you when you describe fast food burgers, I'm talking about a Burger King onion ring. I don't know if you've ever had those. Yeah, but those those are the onion rings that I think more. If I really am honest with myself, those are the ones I like. That's the, the one most. you like. But um, barbecue sauce on a burger, you just don't like it. I don't like it. But you don't like barbecue sauce at all. Generally, no. Like what about barbecue sauce? Don't you like? Um, I think it's just overly sweet. Uh, I I prefer like a mustard based. I was gonna say, do you, you know, we talked. You know, the other day we were talking. We the, the other day we were talking about pretzels and how pretzels are garbage. I I am <laughs> on was, the fence. That yes. was the subject. <laughs> I don't disagree, but I also don't. Uh, I'd much rather have a Carolina based, a Carolina mustard based barbecue sauce mm-hmm. than a uh, Kansas City style. I, you know, or you know, maybe um, Kansas City is very sweet. Memphis, I could go for a little bit Memphis, and yeah, mm-hmm. it, for me, I, it's just the sweetness is just too much. That the, the classical McRib barbecue sauce, as mm-hmm. served to me as a child, that you know that came with Burger chicken King. nuggets. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I'm like slowly turning more into my dad, who only <laughs> <laughs> who only had uh, honey, not honey, yeah, honey mustard. That was the his. Uh, uh, dipping, dipping sauce. Oh, a good honey mustard is is wonderful. This is a, but I, I talk at McDonald's. That was uh, well, Culver's. Yeah. Culver's uh, has the best honey mustard in my book. I, I'm not a huge fan yeah. of Culver's in general, but man, they they got their. You honey don't mustard. like Culver's in general. I don't like waiting in lines. Just it rag seems, on. It seems like most of the time that I have to go to Culver's, I have to wait in a, an incredible. Culver's long is line. not, but it, it it is not fast food. No, no. I'm waiting in line. I'm waiting. That's what my experience is. But back to, I want to go back to barbecue sauce because I think barbecue sauce is one of those things where I don't have a problem with it, but also people take, like they put their pride and identity into their, their region's barbecue sauce, which is so fucking weird to me. And when you're really tasting the difference between it, I mean like the difference between like a Carolina mustard based barbecue sauce versus a Kansas city barbecue sauce. Is different because one's mustard based and the other one is ketchup based. It's very and different. So, but if I'm going to the difference of like what Memphis or uh, uh, Texas or uh, Kansas yeah. City, what their differences are, this is all just opinions of a region. And you're like, yeah, it's all it, it does all just blend together at some point. Like, there's really no distinction. The only distinction to me with barbecue is the mustard vinegar barbecue sauce. You're right. I, I mean. You're not wrong. It's weird. It's, I mean, listen, it's like styles of hip hop, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I, yeah, know. I would imagine it's, it's a lot of variations of the same thing. And like, maybe it, I'm not a wine guy. I know we've talked about this before, but yeah, like, I'm not a wine guy, but tasting the nuances, the subtle it's differences hard. of wine versus it's being like, hard. this is red wine and this is red wine. Oh, is this red wine? Oh, this is a red wine. Sure. Yeah. The, I could totally tell this is a red wine versus seeing like, oh, the, here's a white Chardonnay. 
Oh, yeah. cool. That, yeah, that tastes differently. And it also, here's the kicker, looks different too. Uh, what what a great thing. Right. Know? For me, like, it's so much more, when it comes to like wine and like wines, like being different, it, for me, it's much more about feeling, like as far as like how it feels on my palate versus mm-hmm. actual like, hey, this dry wine is just like making my mouth do weird stuff. Mm-hmm. That's super weird. I mean, that's about it. Not like, oh, this is, yeah, this is, certainly does have a little bit of smokiness to it. Nope, nope. But that's just me. I'm just, I got a shit palate. Well, and I haven't, I haven't drank enough wine to even have that kind of point of reference. Of, I, it gives me headaches, so I don't like doing it. But I remember yeah. when we went to Kansas City. We went to Kansas City for a wedding, and uh, Casey is what the kids call Casey. Them. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we were we were there the night before, and we were going to go to one of the best barbecue places we're gonna get oh. we're gonna here's the wedding the pre-wedding was dinner. it counter service or was it table service it was table service but there was also a counter involved oh. so we're like we're gonna go we're gonna do this okay. and so i'm like all right cool i'm looking forward to it let's get some good kansas city barbecue this place is popular sure. packed and everything with that could not be more disappointed with yeah. everything involved and again does it taste bad no but it's my expectations are, you know, sky high here. This is the best of the best. This is Bobby. one of the four best places to get cans or get barbecue sauce or be, get barbecue in general. In, can- in Kansas City. No, just in the in oh, the world. Like, like in know, the world? In in America. How about that? Okay. I don't know everyone else. I mean, at this point I think Korean barbecue is probably better than most American barbecue, but it's cuz you like vinegar. Uh I yeah, I do like vinegar, but like the the uh very bland taste of the barbecue sauce was Pretty, oh, yeah. pretty shocking. I, I, I expected more flavors. I expected more heat. I expected more, just uh, less bland flavors. And I, I felt like I was going to like an Applebee's. Honestly, mm. the, and like we've had brisket in Austin, Texas. Um, you know, yeah, brisket's one of those weird things where some can, pe- maybe when you have the right one, you'll never, you'll never be able to top it. Maybe you put it. It can be good. It can be really, really good. Um, Especially, and the thing is about brisket. I've yet it's such to experience a, that though. It's an interesting piece of meat. Like yeah. a, as far as like cut of meat, like mm-hmm. it's super weird. It's super weird that people are trying to make good food out of it. It's yeah. it, it's super weird. But it's almost like this thing where when people do have a good piece of brisket, they never forget it, and they're almost searching for it for the rest of their lives. Did I ever tell you this story about my dad and his uh, uh, country fried steak? Maybe chicken fried steak. Go on. Whether, anyhow, flashback, 1993. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Blossom is number one on ABC. Blo- NBC is no, bl- a Blossom show. Blossom was ABC, wasn't <laughs> no, it? No, Blossom's NBC. I'll look this up while you continue your story. So we go down to, and I specifically remember this because, A, it's, it's weird. I mean, I was 10, so of course I should remember that. Uh, we went down to a restaurant downtown, The Bridge. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember just because I right. watched. NBC. Of course, I'm right. Of I only wa- right. I only watched it on syndication though. Anyway. Uh, I remember watching like half an episode of Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand, mm-hmm. like at the bar while we were trying to leave. Anyhow, my dad had the chicken fried steak at this oh, restaurant. Okay. Yes. Hopefully, I didn't tell this on the podcast. Hopefully, you didn't. Either, but. And then, the man spent the rest of his life searching. For something comparable to the most delicious chicken, chicken fried, fried steak, steak he'd ever had, ever. Mm-hmm. 
and the, like he would go to a restaurant and sell that they'd have a chicken fried steak. He'd order the chicken fried steak, hoping, mm-hmm. hopes against hopes, that it would be as delicious as the time he ate one mm-hmm. in Dubuque. And then, flash forward, I don't know, seven years, eight years. A good number of time, or good length of the time. The better part of a decade. Yeah. Eating chicken fried steak and constantly being disappointed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we go back to that restaurant. My sister is now attending college in Dubuque, and dad goes and orders the chicken fried steak, eats it, and is immensely disappointed. Because it's, that's an interesting thing, though. Like, and he asked, oh, I remember this chicken fried steak being, last time I was here, I remember this being like a, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we changed ownerships like three years ago. So he might have been right. <laughs> he might have been right. He might have been right. And he'll never know. He'll never he'll know. He'll never know. Yeah. And that's like, for like yeah, that's uh, chasing that dragon, that chicken fried steak dragon. Well, I know things. Uh, so like the first time I ever had an In-N-Out burger. Have you ever had an In-N-Out burger? I don't think so. Um, hyped up beyond belief. And kind of like what we were talking about uh, last week's podcast. like Big Kahuna up. Burger. Well, similar, but uh, I think that's kind of what they're referencing with that one. But yeah, but like, but hyping up something and then the expectation of having it after it's been raising so that much. bar. Yeah. Um, In-N-Out burger, though, completely delivered. It was it was a great burger. I enjoyed sure. it. There are certain other places where like a fast food burger to find like a really good one. Yeah. There's not a lot. There's really not. There's acceptable because a lot. That's really all it needs to be. But mm-hmm. exceptional is really hard to find. And I remember, um, crap, what was the place? It was in, uh, it was in Texas. Tejas. Yeah. Tejas. Um, what's the other one? That's the, uh, cause we were like, as we were driving around last year in Oklahoma, and Kansas and Missouri. What's the name of the place that we saw? And we're like, oh, we should get a burger from there. What's the n- not in and in and out? Not in well, and out. In and out is what we're talking about. Yep. What's the other There's one? There's another one where I think we might be thinking. Oh, what a burger! What a burger! That's exactly what we're. What a burger! And it's like, oh, we should stop and get a what a burger. What we never a did. fan! You never did? No, we didn't because it was oh, just my. like, oh, we should, and then we didn't. What a burger is the exact thing I was looking up. Fantastic burger. Yeah. I, I cannot stress to you, and, I, and here I am over hyping a burger, but it's good. It is a fucking great burger. I'm gonna match you a little bit. Okay. Anytime we go through Des Moines, there's a small chain in the Des Moines area. Mm-hmm. Bebops. Yeah, I know Bebops. Yep. Kind of like a, a, a Sonic's Light. It's uh, it, it's a it's a drive-in. It's a drive-through drive-in restaurant. Yeah. Drive-through, and that's it. I mean, they've got a walk-up counter. Never, never had it, but I, I know I'm aware of it. Do yourself a favor. It, as far as like, like really good burgers, and it's for me, like there's something about like the mayonnaise and mustard and ketchup and and the lettuce and the tomato, mm-hmm. all of it just making kind of a big sloppy mess. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to eat it very uh, well. You're not going to eat it and look classy. You know, the queen of England is not going to eat this burger. Kind of like kind of like a Whopper. You know, a Whopper. I think a Whopper is an underrated burger. I think burger Whopper is well. probably It's my go-to if I'm going to if I have to have a fast food burger, give me a Whopper Junior. I I'd, I'd much rather have a Whopper than a Big Mac. Any day. And uh it, but uh yeah, Bebop's is a little bit closer to a Whopper. Well, that's and that's nice to know. I remember. Um, so on that point, though, like, but searching 
uh, searching for that uh, chasing that high. Yeah, chasing that high. I remember when when Hardy's was absorbed by Carl's Jr. Um, oh yeah, you, in the, the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. The, the the they took on Carl's Jr.'s famous Star Burger. Right. Um, which when that came out, that was just a perfect burger. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And now they've reintroduced it. Uh, to, Hardy's. Yeah. Oh, they did. They've reintroduced the famous star, and I, and I was like, "Oh, gotta try it because love that, love that burger." Completely different, much like your dad oh, and his chicken fried steak story. Chicken, just, it's just, it's different. Chasing that dragon. It's not the same, and I will never get it again. Yeah, it's I just. Like a, I like the Frisco burger. I know you're a Frisco guy. Yep, just because it's sloppy. I like a big. Sl- I like just covering myself in tzatziki sauce. I don't know if you saw that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Wait till next week when we have a video. You'll see how covered Nathan is with tzatziki sauce, which con, will still be just there. constantly covering myself in tzatziki sauce. But I do think and it's not in a sexual way. No, I, it's not. Let's just rule that out. Yeah, right now, it's just you can still t- be a substitute teacher. It's perfectly fine. It's okay. It's you know. But I think like yeah. I do it with like uh, or my wife and I do it with fish tacos. Honestly, like chasing the the better fish taco. Sure. Like, I forget even where I've had my favorite fish taco, but I know I've Hula had. hands? No. No, outside of the Midwest is where oh. I've had the best fish taco. Oh. So uh, on either coast, there's uh, these things called oceans that have the actual fish that come fresh. Oh. Yeah. So well, they have they mm. have better supplies, and mm. then they can make the, the meals they better. They do better. They do better. Yeah. They do better. Yeah. Is it always fried? It's always fried. No, it's not. Oh, it's not? No. And that's the whole thing with the fish taco where I ask, like, it's like I do with the margarita. Is it, is it clear or is it spiced tequila? Because that's a, that's a game changer. But if it, is, it, is it grilled or is it fried? Spiced? Spiced tequila? People put spiced tequila in margaritas? They do. Well, like a Jose Cuervo. Like the, uh, like the, like the gold? The gold. Is, that's a spiced tequila. Yeah. And uh, I don't like that at all. I can't stand it. Yeah. Actually, I'm not the tequila guy, so... I, I I'm I like the Blanco tequila. That's yeah. what it's called. But. This is 100 percent agave. So what you say anytime you have tequila, this is 100 percent agave. It's, I, I I will tell you that the the difference of 100 percent agave versus like the Jose Cuervo gold tequila, it's night and day. It's it, I remember I forget. Well, it was that tequila farm? Honestly, in the last episode. Oh yeah, when, when you were hiking when, in. Uh... Yeah, when we were going through. <laughs> And they gave us 100% agave. We tried like, the, we tried the spiced one. We tried the agave one. There was a coffee one that they made and everything with that, which I ended coffee up buying. Coffee infused tequila. tequila. Yeah, which I ended up buying. and uh, Tourist. But yeah, it was, it was a good deal. It was like 20 bucks for a bottle. It was great. Was like 0.75 is that what we're talking about? Uh, I don't remember the alcohol content, but. No, 0.75 liters. Oh, I don't even remember that. Again, we oh. were drinking tequila and <laughs> on ziplines. <laughs> and then like, yeah, just. It's Whatever. A, it's a standard bottle. But I remember having the agave tequila and it was like, I was the only one that didn't make my mouth like, like my face just like bitter boost. Yeah. Yeah. It was the only one because it was so smooth. Yeah. I got a problem with liquor. I just can't like, I just generally do not drink liquor. I, I will drink gin and tonics and that's about it. I don't know why, but it's uh, something I can't like. That's interesting. You go to gin and tonics is the one that you can drink. Yeah. Well, cause well, Hey, I'm, well, I, you know, cause I'm, gin is like pine needles. 
Does it taste like pine needles? I it tastes like Christmas every drink. It's great. Okay, but pine <laughs> like, needles. No, yeah, it's, not it's, ro- it's 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 a it's a very aromatic, uh, you know, you know, scented uh, taste. I was in college and we wanted all be as cool as Snoop Dogg, so we were drinking ginger Gin and juice. juice. But as soon as you puke one night after drinking way too much vitamin oh. C, and you're like, oh, I never need to drink gin and juice again. I don't know what the hell Snoop Dogg was talking about. But. I don't think I've ever really had gin and juice. I've had vodka and Tampico, but that's about. That's, okay. I mean, that's, that's about it. That's vodka and juice. <laughs> I mean, we. I remember it was a specific gin and juice party where we were going to very cool. be white kids in Iowa very City cool, and then just drink gin and juice, Tangeray, nonetheless. Tangeray and tonic, the good stuff. See, Tangeray and tonic. That's. But even then, like, I remember we did a shot of. Tank Ray. Like we were like, oh, let's let's do a shot. And uh, oh, we've yeah? been drinking gin and juice the entire night. And here's the thing about gin and juice. The juice really covers up the shitty taste of gin. That's weird. And, uh, then why would you go gin, Snoop Dogg? What's going on there? That's what I was wondering. That's the whole thing. Why aren't you drinking vodka? I mean, because vodka it's, it's alliteration. That's just it. I think that is what it is. I think I I don't think gin and juice is that delicious of a thing. Oh, it's tinkering chronic, by the way, not tinkering tonic. I'm crazy. Well, just jumping ahead of my brain. Well, Tangeray and Chronic. I mean, you can also have that with. I mean, that's also alliteration esque thing going yeah. on here. But uh, we we ended up doing a shot of uh, just Tangeray, just a straight shot of Tangeray, and it was like, oh my god, what is happening? And like, uh, no, we shouldn't be drinking this. A buddy of mine in in college, he would sit there and sip on a bottle of gin, but that was about it. That I mean, might be like a. Like a cilantro, like the cilantro gene in people. I think sure. there might be a, a oh, gin gene in people. Sure. You know, where, I do like cilantro. And I've come around to cilantro. Like I can. And you're and you're right. Some people do lay on the cilantro heavy, mm-hmm. heavy. And I get that. You know, it's like, hey, this is great that you have cilantro. What other flavor experience should I be having right now? Yeah. And I think like. Like in a pico de gallo or a, a guacamole or something like that. Yeah. Even if you want to use it as a garnish for me to add, you know, sure. at, at my own discretion. I really come because at a time, time it did taste like soap and it was yeah. a soapy flavor. Now I've learned to appreciate it. I don't like You're it. not the only one who thinks it's soap. It's interesting. But uh, I think gin has always fallen in that category for me. I think there are people it's, that it's taste very gin piney. differently. It's very piney. And it's yeah. I, like I enjoyed it and I've had like, I mean... I, you know, bought in a bottle of Sapphire, you know, mm-hmm. here and there, you know, like you and, buy the good stuff to like, really, okay, this is what it's supposed but to also be. also like Seagram's like, I mean, Seagram's is like, but is there, is there a low quality gin though? Like Seagram's, Seagram's is that the lowest like, the bar that you low can set in the ancient bottle? It doesn't, it's like, it doesn't get served in the ancient bottle anymore, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the ancient bottle. <laughs> so like uh Seagram's gin comes in this, in the bubbly faced bottle. Okay. This, this now is, I'm starting to picture it a little bit. The, yeah. Yeah. That's what it's called. It was okay. called a bubbly face. In fact, like even within some, I'm going to go and say, say urban communities, mm-hmm. there's like been, Hey, give me some of that bubbly face. Is, it ha- did it have a blue tint to it or no, am I it's, mistaken? No, it's like yellow. It's yellow. Okay. Um, or at least it was. And here's the funny like thing. Like the bottle itself. The not bottle the, not itself. Not the liquid. Yeah. Uh, have a weird bubbly texture to it. And that was called the ancient bottle. And my grandmother, on my mother's side, uh, kept her vinegar in it. Okay. And I and I only knew it as like, oh, that's the vinegar bottle uh-huh. for 
ever. And then it's like, hold, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a gin bottle? Grandma, this is a gin bottle. This, that's what this is. Yeah. And then, like, and then, like, my brother-in-law, Andy, who's really into booze, um, I love him because mm-hmm. of it. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's, a, that's the ancient bottle. And then, like, uh, in 2005, they got rid of the ancient bottle. And, yeah, and it would say served in the ancient bottle or, or whatever it is. Hmm. Seagram's Gin. Interesting. It's but very I, interesting. I still think, though, I mean, you get to, like, I, I always remember growing up in this area. Sure. Um, you'd have the vodkas and everything like that. And there were some like really low grade, really low grade, almost Hawkeye, Hawkeye or five o'clock vodka was another one. School. Uh, school. Yeah. The ones where you buy them, you're like, yeah, you're buying that for a reason. Like super, you cheap. need a lot for little, for little money. Yeah. So, and I never remember seeing anything like that with gin. It always seemed to be name brand across the country. I want to say there's a fight. I think five o'clock makes a gin. Is there a five o'clock gin? I don't think I've ever had it though. Yeah. Uh, but I want to say five o'clock makes a gin. Well, if this podcast doesn't make us any money, we'll eventually get there. So. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I'd love to have like a taste test compilation of gins from five o'clock to Sapphire. I'm sure there's some other like super high end. We'll make that. I'll make that happen next week. Okay. Yeah, we'll make we that. Get, you're you're, gonna, you're a good facilitator. You're gonna go. Oh, I'll make things happen. Uh, we can buy a fifth of them, right? I mean, like we don't have to buy a whole fucking bottle. Right? I don't. Well, whether or not five o'clock comes in anything. Well, five o'clock probably comes in. No, they're seven five. Yeah. Uh, no, their yeah. demographic. Yeah. Right. I only Maybe. have two dollars, man. <laughs> like, hey, man. Like Mogan David. Like I like. There's something about just cheap booze that is just. I find so fascinating. I've never had night train though. I've never had night train either. I, I had a buddy um, that used to drink it because of uh, Jim Belushi. Oh, not because of ACDC. No, but uh, that's famously what Bon Scott liked to drink a lot too. Yeah. I'm on the night train. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the thing. That's what uh, Jim Belushi drank about a bunch. And, oh, really? or uh, John Belushi. Sorry. I'm going. Well, uh, what about Jim? I'm sure. Uh, according to Jim, according to Jim, I'm, I'm sure Jim Belushi <laughs> drank it as well, but not to the famous levels that John Belushi <laughs> to the did. The point of death. Yeah. Just drinking night train um, to death. Yeah, cuz it's, it's a, David. Night train is a high concentrated wine if I'm It's I, yes, it's technically wine. Like yeah. just like I, I this is the third time I've said Mogan David MD 2020 is is also technically a wine. Flavored fortified wine. Fortified. Look at that picture of MD 2020. Yep. Mad Dog, Mo, that's Mogan David. Yeah, thirteen to twenty percent alcohol by volume. Yeah, what else is uh? What else is like in, Ripple? That like, I remember my dad talking about Ripple. <laughs> As a kid, it's uh, made famous by uh, Sanford and Sons, and it was later replaced by Boone's Farm. Now that's Boone's Farm. Now that's that's something that's I what I know. fuck with a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boone's Farm was like the alcohol. I don't know why, but it was the, the alcohol that you could like get it when you were underage. Yeah, I don't. There's no rhyme or reason for it. It wasn't like it was special. It was a. It was available. I mean, it was sold in so, gas stations. So it was a lot of things. So well, not not liquor. Not in the state of Iowa. Liquor in the state of Iowa that came about within the past ten fifteen years. Uh, well, something like that. Now, yeah, Boone's Farm. So hey, that bit about like me uh, going to. Uh, the uh, Smash Mouth concert? Yeah. Went back to my brother's apartment and drank a bunch of Boone's Farm. Bunch of Boone's Farm. And 
in Boone's Farm, I mean, it was it was good. I don't remember it being high, like alcohol volume or a high alcohol percentage. That's a good question. What the ABV is on that? It's probably closer to twelve, um, like a wine cooler. Yeah, maybe a little bit more boozy than a wine cooler. Oh, the same company makes Barefoot, eh? Yeah. Uh, I think you're better off just going to like Google. A-B- you know me. A- ABV Boone's Farm. What is it? Question mark. Bobby wants to know. That's the full <laughs> sentence. That's the full search. Let's go. Boone. Oh, that's oh, that's a Gallo. Oh. I'm just gonna go Boone's Farm APV here. Let's think here. Drinking the bottom shelf. <laughs> I mean, it was it. cheap. I, I mean, wild. I mean, listen, you got a wild cherry. Seven point five ABV. Seven point five. Oh, that's so. That's not, not much. That's not nearly. I mean, that's about you know wine. Well, that's not the thirteen to twenty percent that uh, Night Train was Night Train was is. promoting here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seventeen point five was Night Train. Night, Night Train. Train Express. And then there's Thunderbird. Thunderbird is thirteen, 13 to, 18. to eighteen. Yeah. So, uh, not the same thing. <laughs> a little bit different. Have you ever had? I mean, anything that's. I had a I had a double IPA that was like. 13% APV. Oh. And it was almost undrinkable. Um, I've had a couple double or triple box that have probably encroached on 15%. Yeah. And it is, I mean, and it's just like, oh man, this is boosty as all get out, man. You just. Well, when you look at it, like you were like, I mean, what is whiskey? What's whiskey normally? Whiskey's 40. 40? Yeah. 40 APV. 40, yeah. 40 AB, AB alcohol ABV. by volume yeah. is the. Yeah, but nomenclature. But uh, so it's at forty there. That, 40, I mean, that's why yeah. I, I can't drink it. I can't drink whiskey at all. I, I hate. But tequila is about the same. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I. I mean, it's okay. I mean, most most liquor served uh, is that forty eighty proof is mm-hmm. what the kids would say. Um, you know why or how that like became. The, the standard. The standard. I don't know. Most wines are between five to eight percent compared to beer, which is your lighter beer. Like your seven. lighter. Your lighter beers are going to from three, and then like this hams that I'm drinking, which is absolutely delicious. Sponsor of the show. Thank you, Land of Sky Blue Waters. Land of Sky Blue uh, Waters. Waters. Thanks. If you guys want ever to drink uh, the beer from Land of Sky Blue Waters, it's hams. Hams. Thank you. Anyway, sponsor read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, hams. I think is hams is uh, maybe four point nine, maybe uh, five. Yeah, but it should uh, say it on the can. Uh, it doesn't have to. Like legally, it doesn't have to. Check it though. See if they did. Legally, they don't have to. Uh, unless it, legally, the Washington Redskins don't have to change their name, but that's happening. Which oh, you I find that? hilarious because. <laughs> It's the it's the one name out of all sports that is that's like yeah that should have totally been changed a long time ago right it's really ridiculous we live in this hypersensitive PC world I think it, it I think a lot of people might see it as a slippery slope oh it totally I, is a I th- slippery I slope. think you know when you look at it, the Blackhawks and yep. you know the Indians well no because when you go to the Indians you have a argument right because. They're not actually Indian, right? It's a whole argument, especially with the caricature, the of, caricature. The ma- of the mascot. When you get into 
the when you get into the Blackhawks, I see that as more of a middle road. When you get into the Braves and the Chiefs, Chiefs. that's where I'm like, uh, how is that different than the Cowboys? Right. How is how is it different than the 49ers? I remember a Native American man coming and giving a lecture about this in college, and he mm-hmm. showed a caricature of the Cleveland Indian. Yeah. Right next Chief, to Wahoo. Chief Wahoo. <laughs> Horrible depiction. And put that like right next to like a Nazi caricature of a Jew uh-huh. from a comic. Yeah. In Germany in 1930, whatever. And it, it was just the exact... I'm like, yeah. oh, jeez. Yeah. It's got a lot of a lot of weight to that argument when you're talking <laughs> right. about it. You're like, I love how uh, so we're talking about the hyper PC culture in there. And they're like, and everyone has a problem with the Washington Redskins, right? So it, it, it's been going on for years. Yes. And it, I always thought if it was a really an issue, ESPN should always just refer to them as... The Washington uh, as Washington It's team Washington. It's just like, oh, in Washington versus the 49ers, yes. you know, just never acknowledge it. But they never do that. They're always oh, the Redskins versus the 49ers. So, OK, well, if it's that offensive, you're going into you keep saying it. And it totally is offensive. It's like blatant. Yeah. That's why red skin. Ne- that's why uh, Nike and Amazon dropped them. But it took forever. It, forever you're 100 percent forever for them to do that. And it was only now. And did you hear the whole thing about the. Uh, the realtor in Virginia who's trademark all the names that they wanted to have. Oh, it's this, this like, guy. What, what are their names? There? I mean, what are they looking so for? So they have a preferred name. They were supposed to announce it today, but they haven't been able to reach a deal because the name that they want is trademarked by this guy in Virginia. What do they want? Um, it's speculated. They don't, no one even knows. It's oh. uh, the red wolves is to be speculated. Oh, that's dumb. That sounds so, lazy. Um, but the, the, one, the, the one list, I heard, the list of this guy's, trademarks yeah. that he has and he trademarked like on professional football professional football team trademark he went to the july 3rd office. july 3rd he did all this like it was just in the I'm list buying it all i'm gonna just type up I'm this is it. funny because this guy this guy there's every um dollar he's he's gonna get because this is something that <laughs> the owner of the Washington Redskins should have had locked down a long time ago when this thing was an issue. Like, uh, that's the guy. We don't need a contingency plan. Yeah, we don't need we anything don't need for it. It's like, this is exactly why you should have trademarked we don't need a the Washington plans. Red Wolves back that's, in 2009. That's dumb. That's dumb. Um, the one I did here, and then maybe you, you'll probably say it's a little bit patronizing, is the Red Tails. That one I've heard, but I think that guy also owns... Um, that as well. Damn. What's your opinion on that? I mean, Red uh, tails. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what's the nomenclature of uh, Tuskegee Airmen? Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah, they they had. I I mean, if I were them, like, I wouldn't. In, in today's like patronizing culture, like the only way that we can placate is to give like the most <laughs> yeah ridiculous. <laughs> You know, not meaningful change. We're not at, we're not giving meaningful change. No, this isn't meaningful <laughs> this, change. This we're is not going to give you meaningful change. This is but so we, that we can say face change. Right. I would say red tails is like the, the one that's I'm surprised isn't there. Uh, let me do a better search here and try to find out. Oh, uh, what's uh, I would just add like 35 more words to that search and see what happens. Virginia. Well, this I know the guys in Virginia. Yeah, Virginia's for lovers. Virginia realtor. 
I'm pretty sure he's a realtor too. Um, anything that they choose. Yeah, there it is. All right, cool. <laughs> this guy, um, anything they choose is going to be wrong. It doesn't matter. Like, well, it's going to be, it's going to be in the way past due, um, sure. change. It doesn't matter because it's a thing that should have been changed before we were born. I mean, it was, it's clearly the most racist name of any sports. I understand yeah. if you want to lump it in with the Braves, Indians, Chiefs, Blackhawks. Right, right. None of those things, though, outside of the... I'll even take out the Indians of that one uh, in saying none of... A Brave or a Chief or a Blackhawk is not a derogatory term. Those may be appropriating the culture yes. and taking advantage of it, which is a whole separate argument. But a redskin or an Indian can definitely be considered yes. a derogatory term towards a group of people. And that's been going on our entire life. <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. It's the. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, Will Brinson. It, it's just, the list that he put together was hilarious. It was. <sighs> this is interesting. I'm actually hey, hearing. Hey, look at us. <laughs> I'm actually hearing. Oh, God. I'm hearing in both sides of my ears, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah, now that I'm stepping on the scored for some reason. That's awesome. By the uh, way, I'll say this again. Uh, South Park tackled this issue a long oh, time yeah? ago. Yeah. South they had Park a whole Washington, uh, Washington. Here it is. This is, uh, there, here's the list. This is a short. This is just a screen grab of. Washington Red Wolves, Washington Tribe, Washington Red Tails, Washington Monuments, Washington Veterans, Washington Renegades football or gridiron football, Washington Braves professional football team, Washington Red Tails, Washington Freedom Fighters, WFF, uh, Washington Freedom Fighters without the WFF, Washington Warhogs, Washington Radskins, very cool. Um, <laughs> Super rad. Uh, Washington Red Tailed Hawks, Washington uh what Potomac's Potomac, yeah. like the river. Like that, the river. That's dumb. Like yeah. you have more than one hey, river. If if I'm this dude, I mean, why the hell did you Washington Freedom Fighters WFF and then Washington Freedom Fighters? Like because it costs nothing. Like just get it. I don't know. Um, uh, so out of the go ahead. And, that's a screen grab of just a, those things. Like he has more. Than you can that. go ahead and cl- click on that guy one more time. Who? What is yeah, yeah, click on that one of that list right there. Mm-hmm. Which one speaks to you? Uh, from what I've I've heard, and they've put logos. No, 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 no. Which one speaks to me? Speaks to you. Well, the Ratskins, of course. I mean, that's the, that's the. I don't yeah. know what I'd have to do a search on Rad what Ratskins means, but uh, that's well, what's the problem? Is it the E? Is the E the problem? Okay, cool. Let's make it. Let's <laughs> make it. Ratskins. What guys? Rad. All, all every all, skin's rad. All, right. all we got to do is go around and change the A. All right. No one will, it will save us so much Where? money. Have you ever just tried to make an E into an A? It's not that hard. It's okay? not that hard. It's all not. we got to do is just put one two by four. Yeah. You just and we're done. Okay. And that's and it. We're done. And, and then, then we're done. they can't say because here's the thing: a rad skin doesn't exist, so uh, they can't say it's offensive. Gotcha. So, um, I'm gonna go ahead and say the honestly Washington tribe. I don't mind, like, as far as, like... How is that not a lateral move? I, I, th- I think, like, it's got a good ring to it. I don't know why, uh, but... How is that not a... That's a bad, like... That's it's a lateral that, that's move. That's a bad move. 
Washington Monuments sounds dumb. We're gonna as move fuck. from the Washington Red Washington Redskins. We're gonna go to the Washington Tomahawks. tribe. Oh, Tomahawks! <laughs> like just it's, it's shit like that. Where it's like, okay, we hear you. We're gonna make a change. We're gonna finally move. And we're gonna be called the Tomahawks. Okay, we're is gonna, that better? Is that uh, we're gonna go with uh, Washington Drunken Engine Joe? <laughs> exactly. Hopefully, does that is that is that cool? Washington Braves, dumb Renegades, bad. Well, I like it's it's the Washington Braves professional football team. Yeah. So, Jeez. real mouthful. Uh, Freedom Fighters sounds dumb as fuck. I think the Washington Renegades, if it wasn't Washington Renegades Gridiron Football, yeah. Um, I think the Washington Renegades would be fine. War Hogs sounds. Like, it sounds like a bad Tim Allen movie, which already uh, exists. No. <laughs> That's Wild, Wild Hogs. But I think of that, though. Starring Ray Liotta. <laughs> and Martin Lawrence. And Martin Lawrence. And who is William this? H. Macy. William H. Macy. And John Travolta. Oh, God. Wow. God, it's some garbage. So, but they what made a, two of them. The, did they make two Wild Hogs? They made two Wild Hogs, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think I was just down at my parents' house and like, like, hey, we rented Wild Hogs. I'm like, I guess... Good for you. Have fun with that, you know. I guess if I'm here, I've, I have. To I be, mean, of I, this of this list currently, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Red Tails is the only one that doesn't like piss me off. Like, I mean, re, I mean, really, Radskins doesn't. Well, well I take that back. Radskins. It's interesting though. He's got two trademarks for Washington Red Tails, and they're the same exact thing, as far as I can tell. Number three, hmm. and number eight here. Interesting. And then there's the Red Tailed Hawks. Correct. Which. I understand the distinction. There's red-tailed hawks, and, yeah. and I don't know. That's why when why are why are the red hawks not on this? Red hawks, Seahawks, red hawks. I don't, is red hawk not a thing? Maybe a red hawk is a thing. There's a red hawk. There's a yeah. There's a red tail hawk. I don't know about a red red hawk. Well, there is now in Washington. There should be. Let's get the trademark. Should we red try hawk to get? LLC. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a red. It's a red-tailed hawk. Yeah. I'm telling you. But red hawk, who, who cares about English anymore? Who cares about the language? I mean, I think you just mean falcon. That's all I can he- see is a falcon. There's oh, there's red hawk casino, which that could be bad. That's not it. That's not what we want. Shut those guys down. Red hawk LLC, but red hawks though. That's what actually. Uh, right. That's what we're looking for. It'd be funny if they just went with the Hawkeyes. <laughs> Uh, there was a yeah, the Red Hawks. There you go. There's there's teams named the Red Hawks. Sure. Miami Miami Red Hawks. Mm, what are they? I think it's a university or oh uh, Miami Ohio. University. Is, oh really? Yeah. Uh, Univer- uh, university of Miami Ohio. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So you got that. Um, there was a suggestion to have. Uh, yeah, it's Miami of Ohio the Red Hawks. Yep. The first time I learned about the University of uh, Miami Ohio. Was on a, when I was in line for uh, the Price is Right to go be part of the studio audience. Go on. And there was a gal wearing a University of Miami. Oh, you're from Miami? Oh, no, I'm from Ohio. Oh, but you go to school in Miami? No, it's the University of Miami, Ohio. I'm having a hard time as a 18-year-old wrapping my head around yeah. this, but go on. Let's go on. <laughs> Explain yourself, please. Yeah. How, how was the experience? Did you get on? I didn't. It was kind of sad. It was kind of... My parents, who I love, and they love me, and they showed me they love me by fulfilling my dream of for my 18th birthday mm-hmm. 
going and seeing the first taping after I turned 18, the first taping that was available for us to go watch uh, The Price is Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, I didn't get on. It was sad. How was the experience? Like, go through it. Um, it was interesting. You know, we stayed in Burbank and, uh, as you do, as, as you do, um, you got your tickets. Motel six or what'd you say? Um, I don't remember. It was, uh, it was looking to in. No, it was, it was a, it was a no name hotel. Okay. Um, but it wasn't skeevy, but it certainly was not. Well, it's Burbank. It's not skeevy. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't the Marriott. It was no name. And it was just La Palm. But it wasn't that far. It was honestly, I think it was right across the street from Studio City. Yeah. Anyhow, um, yeah, you we, you know we took our tickets and uh, and then you stood in line. You stood in line. Did you get interviewed? Yes. So you get interviewed. Um, I don't remember. Was it once or twice? You know, somebody asking maybe a couple of questions and then and then like as a group of maybe ten, ten people or so, they had like three producers and. They'd sit there and ask you questions, and hey, where are you guys from? You know, and me trying to be as energetic eighteen year old as possible, wearing a like my vintage Iowa shirt and like a pair of plaid pants, Mm -hmm. and didn't happen. Didn't work out. Went to the show, went to the taping. You know, it was great. It was nice, fun experience, fun experience. And then they said at the end, "Hey, we don't have enough people for the next taping of today's show." Would you guys like to watch again? Yeah, we would. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Went through, tried to be a little bit more energetic. Mm. Probably pull back, actually, at that point, right? Wouldn't you? No, no. You like, want, you I, want no, to be I, even more. You I want to be even, more. I okay, want to be excited. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Didn't happen. No? It was too bad. Like, so, like, yeah, I had, like, had a long conversation with the guy, from, like, right next to us in line. He had his own line of clothing and really cool guy. I really, you know, enjoyed my conversation with him. He mm-hmm. got on. I think he won a dish set or something. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. Were but, you sitting by him or was it a... No, a, like, what? so, like, in the line, in the line... No, when you got when you got into the studio itself. No, we no. were, like, up in the corner. We were the ugly people up in the corner, probably. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I don't know if that's a thing on The Price is Right. I don't know. But it was interesting. It was a really interesting experience, and especially, like, just, like, how small the stage is. It's a, it's a very small stage. Honestly, like, probably... <sighs> Honestly, like the University of Dubuque's like theater, mm-hmm. just the main level, like mm-hmm. like that's about the size it's for everyone listening. You know, it, just picture to, the University of Dubuque's Heritage Center, and uh, yeah, it's about a that small size. stage. It's a pretty small stage, yeah. maybe, maybe a little bit more open, like on the wings, just to yeah. But we'll it flush was it out. yeah, it was interesting. Um, I remember we got uh, in college, uh, my roommates and I, we got tickets. We had a tra- we had a uh, yeah. planned a road trip out there, but. Uh, we we got the tickets and we never road tripped out there, but we did. Uh, we had the tickets and we just never did. It was a big regret. I, I wish I would have done it. It was interesting. I'm you know I'm glad that it happened. I was also like really into Prices Right. Like that was it's the a good, phenomenal show. It's a really good show. It's it's a time and a place where it, almost everyone that stays home, regardless of you know socioeconomic race yeah. or anything like that, like you stay home and you turn on the Prices Price Right. Is right. And I think a lot of people do that. And it's the best part of what? What's the time slot? Is it 9 to 10 or is it 10 to 11? 10 to 11. 10 to 11. 10 to, or at least it was when I was a kid. That's what I think. And uh, what are your thoughts on Drew Carey hosting? I, I think he's fine. I think he's like, I mean, that, that'd be a gig I'd want 
quite frankly. Like I can... I've never respected him more, honestly. Than when <laughs> yeah. He, like not even that episode of Community. I I love Drew Carey. I love the Drew Carey show. I love the Drew Carey as anyway. Um, yeah. And then yeah, like I've never been like oh Drew Carey, how annoying. Ugh. But when yeah. he when he took over on The Price Is Right, it's like. That's a natural uh, fit. That's the perfect. Wow. Casting directors should get a fucking that's a good award. Fit. It's perfect. And yeah. he's great at it. I think he enjoys himself. You know, it's almost like uh, when, uh, what's his name? I was a, so the late, late show. Mm-hmm. With Craig Ferguson. Uh, Craig. I love Craig Ferguson. Mm-hmm. I thought he was an enjoyable, super dry guy. I really liked. It's amazing he had that show for as long as he did. Right. Uh, I never watched the Daily Show with him. I've always wanted to go back and watch some early Daily Show with Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson was the original host of the You're Daily Show. You're thinking of Craig show. Kilborn. <gasps> Craig Kilborn. Craig Ferguson is British. is the British. No, yeah. he's Scottish. Scottish. Yeah. Scottish yeah. guy. It's all the same to me, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Kilborn. I love Craig Kilborn. Yeah, Craig Kilborn is, and he also, I believe, had a late night show after the Daily Show. Oh, did he? I think he did. Oh, interesting. But yeah, I, I remember he was the he was the original he was the original Daily Show host. Daily yeah, Show yeah. host, great um, dry, and and then yeah, and then he was Donic. Yeah, and him on the Late Late Show, I loved him. I don't know what it was about him, just how dry he was. And are how, you talking about Craig Kilborn or Craig Ferguson? Craig Kilborn. Okay, so Craig Kilborn was on. The late late show. So that was the, he was the, the host. Show? Yeah, he was the host after after Dave Letterman. Uh, I think you're getting it convoluted. No, but, no, um, no. After after Dave Letterman show ended, mm-hmm. then, I know Craig Kilborn had a late show, but, and then the late late show was uh, with Craig Kilborn. But I then I, did did Craig Ferguson take and over then the Craig late, Ferguson took, took over, over the late Craig, late. The yes. late, late. Okay. Yeah. That's where we're getting the confusion. Okay. I don't, I'm not confused. You clearly are say, I, because if well, we were going to rewind on, the tape. Here. I kept on saying Craig Ferguson. Because Craig, Craig Ferguson is the one I brought up. Yes. I thought, uh, like, for me, I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. You're bringing in Craig Ferguson? You're bringing in the the British guy? Because Scottish. He had, he had a, I think he had a British accent, perhaps, on Drew Carey. I don't remember. Yeah. I thought, I thought that's <laughs> I where you were he, going. I think, like, I, think he going. I think he might have had a British accent on Drew Carey. Yep. Um the Late Late Show. Um but Craig Ferguson hosting the Late Late Show. I thought I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Lasted and then, longer than I ever thought. I I was happy. Like I'm like, oh, this like oh, this is interesting. And then I'd watch a little bit and I'm like, this is this this works for him. Speaking of Craig uh Craig Kilborn. Craig Kilborn his uh acting credits he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine <laughs> film credits. And he played Mark in Old School, which classic. God, I love like when I saw him, like, dick. He I'm like, plays oh, Crackers, what are you doing here? Yep. One episode of Jag. This one episode is Jag as himself back in one episode of the bold and the beautiful as a nurse in 1999, which seems like a regression. No, You're, that here's the, the, you know, that's really funny. There was a really like long bit about he like, he saw an actress. It, it was, this is, this is the story. And it was a late, late show bit where he was flipping through the trade papers mm-hmm. and saw a weight loss supplement advertisement. Mm-hmm. And he said, this girl right here, this girl who like the after picture, 
I don't know. Something about her. I'm gonna f- I'm gonna flex my Craig Kilborn juice. He called it a juice. <laughs> and I'm gonna find out who this girl is. And I want her to make it. I'm gonna do everything in my power <laughs> to have her make it. To, I think she ended up on like an episode with like three speaking lines in the bold and beautiful. It gotcha. was it was a bit. It was a bit. It was, it was a good like bit. It was a long <laughs> bit, apparently. Yeah, he's yeah. like, uh, I think we get around this wolf show with Lou Diamond Phillips, but they just canceled it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was really dry. I remember, I remember as a kid watching him on Sports Center, and that was like the heyday. Of oh yeah, personalities of people on oh, Sports Center. That's right. Center. He was on Sports Center, and where you have your your uh, Kenny Kenny Maine, and uh, mm. I don't. Are you familiar with Kenny Maine? No. He very funny, like really dry, mm. funny, but. He would do this uh, great bit called the main event, and um, what one of the best, one of the little best bits. We're going to tie in some. We're going to tie some bows here. It's going to be nice. Oh, go so on. Uh, when I was in college at the University of Iowa, um, Ben Roethlisberger, who is the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, rapist. Uh, well, allegedly, um, played for the uh, University of Miami, Ohio. Oh and no! Shit. So no, talk about a bow. Yeah, talk about a bow. So he came in and they played what like the first game of the season. And they were oh, and he that was his senior year. He was supposed to be drafted like Heisman Trophy candidate, everything like that, like high up in a small school. It's a small school, it was, but he was a he was school. a yeah he was a he was a as far as pretty D1, big, as far as D one schools go. Yeah, but he was a big prospect. So um, they came in and um, the Hawkeyes beat him. The Hawkeyes beat him, and everyone was chanting like "overrated," all that stuff. You know, sure, because we just beat this guy that's supposed to be, you know, top ten pick of the draft. <laughs> well, Ben Roethlisberger and the Miami of Ohio Redhawks. Now we know. Now we know. Um, go off undefeated. All right, they go the rest of the season undefeated. He gets drafted by the Steelers. The Steelers quarterback gets hurt. Continuing to play today, by the way. Yeah, yeah. The, the Steelers quarterback gets hurt. Ben Roethlisberger is forced into action. He has like a like a ten game win streak or like some some crazy amount That's of That's crazy. So the last game he lost was to the Hawkeyes in college. All right. Really? And so Kenny Main on the main event, like hype like brought that to everyone's attention. Like the last game he lost was to the Iowa Hawkeyes. <laughs> and some say it's just because the colors of the team, like the Hawkeyes being black and gold, <laughs> and he went to a team with the Pittsburgh Steelers who are black and gold. And he got Hawkeye players and Ben Roethlisberger himself to be like, yeah, I think it has a lot to do with it. You know, I just think the colors are really intimidating. I think it's like one of those things where, you know, when you see it, you're like, I just can't. Is it a B? I don't know what the hell's going That's on. Funny. You know, That's a good bit. And they just played it out for like five to seven minutes. That's great. And I just loved it. I was like, oh, that is just great. And I was there with the game. It was fun. So it was a good time. I'm a big, like, I don't know. I, the early days of the, like, the Daily Show. I really mm-hmm. loved. I don't like with uh, Colbert and and uh, Carell and Carell and Ed Helms and, 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 and uh, like. If you want to make funny fun of people who are stupid, that's like uh, they had a really good bit about. Uh, uh, there was an orange juice commercial that thought Popeye was Popeye and Bluto being very friendly, mm-hmm. and it was an orange juice commercial, and there was a guy trying to say that. Well, orange juice is gay. You know, they're trying to make orange juice gay. Okay. And Colbert is like, he went to a strip club and he's like, got a lot of gay guys around here? <laughs> nope. Anybody just ordered orange juice? 
Nope. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Can I get change for a 20? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> well, the amount of like candid interviews that they got with people, and I think it, it translated over when Colbert did the Colbert Report, and he did the uh, know your, Better Know Your District, like the oh. where he got like sitting congressmen and senators to sit down and do like an interview and oh. they had no idea what the fuck they were getting into. Sure. And a lot of them, I remember the one guy was in a band from the seventies where they had one of like the worst photo albums of all time. Like I, I God, what were they called? Like Orleans or something like that. But the <laughs> yeah. guy ended up becoming like a, um, he's a uh, congressman, a congressman. But it was, it was a horrible, uh, spell it i just orleans congressman daily show that's what i do I, and i'm guessing here that that's what it is but this guy sat down with him and uh yeah orleans the band oh one of the worst photo albums all the time come on but he sat down with him and he was like studio albums why would you i think it was orleans no, no. not orleans too what's your name music if it's a bad album cover, it should like just uh should pop up. Go go back one more time. Go back one and then just uh, search images. Mm. Uh, go and throw an album cover on there. Yep, you gotta throw an album cover. Because there's one I remember seeing. Yeah, here it is. Boom. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Oh, it's not even all of it. It's just Orleans. Okay, it's not the whole thing. Gotta get rid rid of congressman here. There it is. That's good. That's. Oh, oh, you (laughs) sons of bitches. Oh, it just took us to a giant pile of shit, quite literally. Wow. Amazing. Wow, it still just goes. How does that work? Right to the pile of shit. Oh, well, that's a problem. Right to a pile of shit again. Wow, what is this whole thing? Somebody broke DuckDuckGo. Somebody broke into it. But anyway, it's these, apparently they had to do multiple takes of all these shirtless dudes. I'm a big fan of shirtless t- pictures, by the Just way. Just hanging out. and Have you ever looked up worst album covers of all time? Um, No, I don't think I have. Uh, my friend. Uh, uh, got a friend? Yeah, I got a friend. Uh, fuck a f- Bob Sacamano? No. Oh. Can't remember his name. Um. Real good friend, huh? <laughs> right? Real close. You too, huh? Were you in his wedding? No, I wasn't. I, I met him a long time ago. Um, fuck. Oh, it sounds really bad. These are not. I mean, we need a list here. These are just going to be. Oh, yeah. You need to get. He he made it like to the worst albums oh, of all time. Yeah. Like actual. like. Oh, it's the guy from. Uh, that's the guy from. Uh, what's it called? From uh, what's the band? Kevin Rowland. Yeah, it's uh from uh, Come On Eileen, Dixie's Midnight Dixie's Riders. Midnight Riders. Yeah, that's that guy. Okay, so one of them, him dressed uh, slightly in drag. Mm, I not really. He's just went wearing women's underwear, and also so I don't it, know if that's a robe or a dress or it's velvet. It's velvet. He's wearing a necklace, a pearl necklace. I'd say it's slightly in drag. Slightly in because that could be a men's speedo. I don't know. Wolf. That's not a bad Wolf, album. No. Now that's not real. See, that's not. This is not the like handsome beasts. Ought for no. Yeah, I just want to try to find my 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 buddy here real quick. Oh, the scorpions. Cool. Okay, come on. Oh, anyway. what's going on here? 
because it's really oh, bad. It, hold on, that was a good one. What? Uh, one more up. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Maggie Gannettson. Uh, Just a lot of guys in drag, honestly. Oh, well, hold on, go back up. I think I've seen this one. Jesus, use me. I've seen that one before. <laughs> it's a lot of uh, bouffant hair. Bouffant hair. And again, it's a lot of wow. Back to the shit, uh, Miley Jackson, just taking a shit on a toilet. Hold on, is that just like a children looking at a lamp? Oh, I remember that wasp album. Yeah. Fuck like a beast. Animal parentheses. Fuck like a beast. That's that's a good one. <laughs> Go back up with the with the. It's your birthday. No, hold on. One more. Uh, one more. <laughs> Not one more. There's another. Oh, go on, keep going. Keep going. Julie's sixteenth birthday. birthday. That's good. Like, which do one? yourself a favor and look it up. <laughs> John Bolt, uh, Julie's sixteenth birthday. The disheveled look on Julie as he's explaining to her with a half it's, a beer. And I'm a not cigarette. your real dad, or like but I'm the you only are man to be pregnant. So I'm the only man who's ever gonna love you. So you might as well just settle. Yeah, oh, that's that's the look. And I haven't listened to the album, but I'm pretty sure that's the tone. Um, this a taste, a taste of, of Dick, Dick Black, Black, Dick Blatt in his band. Um, that's an album worth listening to. Uh, Rudy, Rudy Ray, Ray Moore. Moore, that guy. Well, this that ain't guy. no White Christmas. Wow. Well, well of course you're talking to me that equality hasn't existed in a long time. This thing, Rudy Ray Moore. He, are you familiar with Rudy Ray? No, Moore? I'm not. That's no. Dolomite. Do, oh, is it Dolomite? Yeah, do, oh, gotcha. uh, yeah, that's Dolomite. Gotcha. Yeah, that guy is. Yeah, Man of War. There's a lot of bad heavy metal albums. Oh, Jim yeah. Jim Post is my buddy. That find Jim Post albums so we can get this over with. <laughs> it's bad. I mean, it's worth looking it up. Okay. It actually comes up. So. Hmm. Mm. What'd you do that for? I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, if we just go to this here, it should pop up. Uh, you'd think. You would think, right? Wow. Just go Jim Worst. Jim uh, Post Worst. Jim Post. Album cover. There we go. Here oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jim, you know this guy. Yeah. How do you know? Is he in Galena? Uh, yeah, he uh, he was friends with uh, John Prine and Steve Goodman back in the Chicago days. Oh, yeah. Great guy. Uh, impersonates uh, Mark Twain. Does that that whole bit now? Um, he wrote the song um, "Friends and Lovers." Uh, it was on a Target commercial, probably back in 2012 or 13. I don't think. Yeah. Um, it, hit so- it was a hit song back in uh, the 70s, um, and then that's basically what has allowed him to do everything else. It allowed then- him to live, you know, in Galena. Oh no! He, I mean, he moved back to Galena, and. I mean, probably five, six years ago when I met oh, him. Oh, okay. You know, um, been living around. I think he lived in Minneapolis a while. But mm. anyway, the guy's got great stories about like him and Steve Goodman. Are you you're familiar with Steve Goodman, right? Uh, Is he in America? He wrote uh, um, Good Morning America, How Are You? Okay, that's what it is. Yep. So a lot of stories about. Them like going out to strip clubs. I picked his brain a bunch because it was like, oh, you're Jim friends. Goodman's strip clubs, eh? Was that Jim Goodman and strip clubs? 
Steve Goodman. Steve Goodman. Jim Post. Jim Post, yeah. And, and Steve Goodman. And Steve Goodman. Yeah, picked a, pick his brain quite a bit about it. And he's a good guy. But also, this is also one of the the worst album covers ever. So if you want to look a, that up. Yeah, that's a solid. Yeah. But he's uh, a good guy. No, this is what he looks like now. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's funny because. Yeah. But he's a, he's a local local celebrity. And. uh his big, but his big claim to fame outside of like having a legit hit song, legitimate hit song, is having one of the worst album covers of all time. Friends and lovers. It's more. Is that what it sounds like. He always told us to learn the song whenever he'd come out to see us. He'd always be like, "Oh, you guys should learn my song, Friends and Lovers." And like, I'm like, we uh, should yeah. That's a, like, I don't know. For me, I don't know about you. That's a weird thing to say. But you. Really, I mean, there's not a lot of people that you run into that can say hey, that to you. You know what you should do? Learn my hit Learn song. Learn my hit song. Yeah. You, That'd be fun. You guys should do it. It's If you think about like someone that has a hit song saying like, hey. Hey, you should you, le- you should do that song. And you're a dick and you didn't. No, well, I mean. And, and you're a dick and you didn't. Well, you know me and like learning people's songs. But you, you're not going to learn many meatloaf songs, apparently. But it's it's... I think it's a compliment to say like, "Hey, this he is became, my song." If you became friends with Meatloaf, would you? And he asked you to do your song, would you? I would, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but you did it with Jim. My Post. whole reason of not doing a Meatloaf song isn't because I don't want to do a Meatloaf song; it's because I don't have the instrumentation in my band I don't, to facilitate I think, it. I think you. I think that's what you don't understand. I think I understand enough. If I'm trying, that to, you don't want to do it. No, it's not a want. It's a it's a need to be able to make it happen. If. You are a resourceful man, right? That you are, that you if, claim to be, if, if, that you claim to be. I don't claim to be resourceful, but anyway. I think you'd uh, you would have had this thing nailed like two years ago when I started asking you, yeah, to play uh, meatloaf, but you didn't. Yeah, you didn't. We don't we don't get everything we want in life, you know. You can't always get with with well, that's a Stone song. That's yeah. not what I asked you. To. That's not. We do a, a couple Stone stocks, so, but that's yeah, yeah. How hard has it been not to per, like play music? How hard has it been to not no, play music? Yeah. Very easy to not play music. Yeah, we we didn't have anything booked before the world shut the bed and everything, so that was nice. <laughs> but we did we did do a show over uh, the Fourth of July, and oh, that's right. Did uh, we talk about that? No, no, we didn't. But um, how was it? Uh, my was hands, it awful? My hands hurt like motherfucker. <laughs> Like after the first, because I hadn't played guitar in like since February. Like really played, like the, really played guitar. Like I'd like noodle around a little bit, but yeah. not play like a four-hour show. And yeah. I sat down. Like after the first set, I was like, "Oh yeah, fuck. like fuck, my hands are like killing me." Yeah. Like ah, like I would think, I, what I have like fifteen years of calluses built up. You know, playing consistently. Sure. I don't have. Oh, it was like the fingertips that was hurting? Yeah, yeah. My, oh, my not... fingertips, like oh. my calluses had gone away. I'm like, I would think that I had a little no. more built up than this. No. And by the end of it, I was just like, I don't fucking care anymore. I don't fucking care. I'm not, not soloing. Like nothing's we're happening. Just, we're just strumming. It's, yep. Hard strumming we're all the way. We're going to do an extended version of Wagon Wheel real quick here. And we're going to just, <laughs> I'm like, we're playing uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door. And he's like, why? I'm like, well, because it's an innings. It's an innings eater. Like, that's like. Did we, uh. Yeah, we talked about it. was. It, oh no, that was just that was just the other day. That was after the fact. We talked about knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Knocking on heaven's door. Did yeah. we uh, determine whether or not uh, Clapton did that one? Um, no, we haven't. But you should tell that joke while I look it up. Uh, the Eric Clapton joke? No, I'm okay. Thanks though. Uh, <laughs> I love that joke. That's it's a good joke. 
Katie, uh, uh, my wife, did not get it. So. <laughs> oh, no. Well, that's about right. Yeah. That's about right. <laughs> that's about right. Um, no, it's... It's interesting that you like lose that much. This is that was the point I also want to make. So, oh yeah, okay, yeah, he did it. Right, but okay. he, he, Eric Clapton does not have a distinct enough voice to. The uh, whole thing was that your brother uh, sings karaoke and he does "Knocking on Heaven's Door" with Axl Rose, Bob Dylan, and then Eric Clapton. Yeah, but to me, like Bob Dylan and Axl Rose have a very distinct voice. Right, Eric, Eric Clapton Cla- no, does yeah. not. Um, to the point where I don't remember him ever fucking playing this song. I don't think it was like a big hit. I don't think it was nearly as much of a hit compared to those other two. It looks like did. Derek and the Dominoes era. Maybe. Mm. No, that's pre that. It's probably. Yeah. It's If it's yeah. 75, that's before that. Mama, take this. For but you could you could sing like that and be like, who sings like that? But I could be like. Mala take this gun away. And be like, yo, that's Bob Dylan. Yeah. Mala take this gun away. Yeah. Is that I Axel mean, Rose? Yeah. yeah. I get I get what you're saying. I'm not yeah, I'm not shitting on what your brother was trying to do, but it's a funny bit. Telling. It's a good bit. Yeah. It's a good bit. Um but knocking on Heaven's Door is a great innings eater of uh, mm. it's a good song. it's it's also one of those songs. There's an interesting thing when you're trying to build like a set. Especially the kind of music we play where you're trying to be more ambient music than like the center of attention music. Yeah. You, you, want... you guys know your place. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. That's a compliment. <laughs> um, but you want to have music that's not just sad the entire time, right? Because you don't want right. to be you're quiet. Not playing, you're not playing Whiskey Lullaby five times in a row. Right. Quiet doesn't necessarily have to mean sad. And then also slow doesn't have to mean, um, you know, melancholy, basically. So uh, something like Knocking on Heaven's Door, which is also a very sad song, also has this more of an upbeat kind of vibe to it. And like the Especially when this uh when Guns N' Roses sing it, you know. Exactly. Hey, hey, hey. But I think to their credit, that's yeah. part of the reason why the song is perceived that way. It's almost like we're playing a Guns N' Roses song. Where oh. when people come up and ask us if, hey, do we do you know any Johnny Cash? You know, and we we're like, Yeah, we have like a Johnny Cash song that we do. And they'll be what's like, your, what's your uh, Johnny Cash song? Well, if we have to. One we'll, piece at a time. Yes. If, <laughs> I tried to learn one, that song was fucking difficult to learn. I mean, oh, really? One piece at a time. Have the lyrics to that song alone. Like the chords are fine. Like whatever. Yeah. But the him and his basically rapping. He's basically rapping. At the end. At the end. Yeah. But it's, it's a 49, 50, 51, 52, 53. No. Very, very hard to do. Oh, really? I mean, maybe while playing a guitar, maybe. Uh, yeah, and also to just do it. I mean, you have to practice a long time, and that's basically where I But people come up in like Johnny Cash, you know uh, that song "Hurt." You know that song "Hurt." I'm like, oh, you mean the Nine Inch Nails song "Hurt" that Johnny Cash? Is that what you want to talk about, Janice? Well, that's what I mean. I cannot tell you how many times people have asked us to play Johnny Cash's "Hurt," and I'm like, oh, you mean Nine Inch Nails song yeah. "Hurt," yeah. and like. You don't want us. You don't want us to play that. You want yeah. Johnny Cash to sing it. It's a good song. You know it's what? A great song. Here's the thing. I love how they left like the vocal distortion, and like I don't. Maybe that. Maybe I've just only had like b- bad copies downloaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, there's a lot of um, what's the word? Maybe overmodulation. I mean, just like uh, when like he really gets into it. It, it's a crescendo. It builds up. No, but like it's over. Like technically, I'd have to listen technically to it like like it's bad quality. 
sound recording. Well, that whole series that he did, the American albums. Yeah, uh, that, that was the whole. That was the whole. I'm at the end of my. Uh, he's. But revamping these old songs, yeah. revamping these contemporary hits, essentially, right? With Johnny Cash's, uh, you know, voice and everything like that. Um, so I'd have to listen to it again to and understand. You it. can start like that. I mean, but Maybe. It's, but it's pulled back. A million, like, but that's the buildup because in the song itself, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, literally in the in the Nine Inch Nails song, there's this, this slow like dun dun yes, dun yeah. dun that builds up the yeah. entire time. I'm familiar. So, I'm saying that that might have been Rick Rubin's. Uh, Rick Rubin's uh, choice is just to like leave so, like, some like yeah. bad record. I mean, it's not clean. Yeah. It's not clean. We're gonna leave it raw. It's very raw, mm-hmm. and because I always thought it's like, well within Rick Rubin's. Uh, right I, to do and uh, definitely is for the long in I want to say for the longest time I like oh I just got a shitty downloaded version mm-hmm. it's just I just got a bad download and that's okay I enjoyed that song I mean I, I enjoy it uh, and then like another maybe like one buddy ripped it onto a CD and the other one ripped it on the CD and they both ripped off the same copy mm-hmm. but they both had the same like vocal. Uh, I mean, like distortion too, just being overmodulated and just being bad quality of a recording. And maybe it was like that was the one. Hey, I, that's. I think that's that would be more along the lines of intent of like uh, yes, we're, and, we and, got the take. We got the take, and which is whole, which is all Neil Young does. I mean, that's the whole he thing. Just where waits people, till he gets the one. Yeah, the one, and I think that's an interesting thing because again, I you know, I love a good pop song. I love a good, well crafted pop song that's right. like every track is perfect. All the harmonies are perfectly in sync. Every like syllable is said correctly, and then it ends just when it needs to. Yeah. Um, then there's also something to be said for somebody like a lot of people don't get Bob Dylan, a lot of people don't get Neil Young, versus like yeah, because they're not good. Yeah, no, but just uh, you you're, you're capturing a moment, you're capturing an experience. Yes, and yes. yeah, Neil Young and Crazy Horse's first album, sure. uh, everybody um, knows this is nowhere. Um, yeah, I don't know. That it's it's all one tracks. It's slight overdubbings of some, some of the songs, but everything is the feel of the band playing. And that's, I appreciate that approach. It's, it's not as polished and therefore not as like widely universally understood or appreciated. Um, Also, it's not good. No, it could be. I I, like, I don't know. Some of the, uh, a lot of the bands that you you don't even think of, like uh, when Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers uh, first started, yeah, um, they recorded that way. So a lot of the hits, you're talking like American Girl. Like anytime you hear American sure. Girl, that, that's done. That's one take. That's that's amazing. Yeah, that's a one that's take. A, that's amazing. That's I mean, and not to say that not take away from uh, Neil nope. Young. No, but if you're looking but, at polished pop songs, you're yeah. looking at a song that's like, and you if uh, if you ever watch the Running Down a Dream documentary, they the, I forget the drummer's name. The heartbreakers when they started, but the guy with the hook for a hand? No, not him. But he oh, was. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about how many times they had to play like American Girl, and it's like I oh. fucking hate that song because we had to literally play it like a thousand times. We oh had to sure, l- literally play it a thousand times, and it's true. Oh, ho, ho, ho. To get it right, to get it right, yeah, in one take, in, in one slight, take. slight overdubs, and then to have it be as pristine and perfect as it that's is. Good. That's a great song. <sighs> Who do you think is a better artist? And this is me putting you on the spot: Neil Young or. Uh, or Tom Petty. A better artist or songwriter? Song artist. Musical artist. How about that? Uh, who has better music? Who has better music? Who would you like? Okay. Once again, 
uh, you're put on a desert island. Because I think you're on a desert I, island. I would. Can you, I say songwriter? Can I say who's a better songwriter? No, you're going on a desert island. Okay. You can have That's the entire, album. you know, the entire uh, catalog of one of these two artists, and you're only given the option. I'll take Tom Petty. Okay. Um, but if I if I'm looking at artists. This is the distinction yeah, I know we get in. Oh, yeah. We the, the distinction of artist versus songwriter. I think Tom Petty's a better songwriter. I think Tom, I think Nor, I think Neil Young is a better artist. I think Tom Petty is a better performer. Yeah. Um I and that not that race is much closer. Um, yeah. but no, Neil Young is Neil Young doesn't give a shit what you think. And that's that's and a that's very fine. Fun, and neither does and Tom Petty. Fine. Neither did Tom Petty, sadly, but uh it's because uh, he's dead. Tom Petty died. Um, oh, like three years ago, something like that. Mm. Anyway, did people cry? Uh, yeah, yeah. Was there some... a national like funeral? Well, it was the same day as the the Vegas shooting. So, um, oh, it was. Yeah, so oh. kind of got overshadowed a little I bit. Think the CIA was involved with that. Look, I, you don't want to go down that road. We only have a little <laughs> bit of time left, but <laughs> I don't disagree with you. When wh- what was more tragic, the Vegas shooting or Tom Petty's death? That's that's up to debate. <laughs> If you were going to go on a desert island, which would you rather have, Tom, Pettis, Tom Petty dying or the Vegas shooting? <laughs> I'm Tom Petty, probably. Uh, uh, probably. On, I mean, you know, on the, are you a Tom Petty fan? Oh yeah, yeah, no. I enjoy I enjoy Tom Petty. Like, no. uh, uh, like well, Wildflowers. I think it, what one of the great albums of the '90s. Honestly, it was. It's a really, really great album. And oh, I would say it's a perfect album, and that's an elusive thing. I mean, you, I mean, I was talking to my wife over the weekend. I'm sorry to derail your thought, but I'm no, no, gonna, it's fine. I'm just going to your thoughts. Talk about your wife, but I was talking about perfect albums and how rare they are. Like it's there's so many bands that have come up one song short of a perfect album. Yeah, and you're like, you know, I love this album except for that one song, right? And there's albums that I just love. I'm like, every song on this album is amazing. And it's incredibly hard to do. It's Wildflowers is one of the underrated perfect albums. It's a really good album. Every song is great. And that. no one's like, oh, what's your favorite Tom Petty? Like, first off, people don't know, like, what's your favorite Tom Petty album? They all have songs because they more or less are a pop band. Right. But he puts out this perfect album in 1994 or five. Yeah. And it's like, wow, fuck. It's, it's a good it's, album. It's perfect. But anyway. Anyhow. Uh, no, you can. Derail. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say the exact same thing, word for word. <laughs> Good. No, I mean, I'm like, the musician. I saw uh, that uh, um, Moon Fever, was it? Was Full Moon Fever. Full Moon Fever. That's yeah. a really good album. An- uh, another perfect album. I mean, the man, here's a, here's a little inside baseball. He was on, he was in The Mailman. He was. That's starring Kevin Costner. Correct. Yeah. That never got his baseball. he was uh never got his dues the way that Dwight Yoakam did who I consider Dwight Yoakam to be the Tom Petty of uh country music so um <laughs> mainly cuz oh. they look alike oh. and um Dwight Yoakam's a good actor as well but um in the 80s Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers for like 3 years were the the backing band for Bob Dylan right yes um and you mentioned this and I, but I was amazed in that in the documentary, which I mean, I watched that when I bought it when it came out in yeah. the late early two thousands, whatever two thousand six mm. or seven or whatever. The man 
and this is where the inside baseball comes in. Go on. Uh, a seventh chord is is a is a pretty standard chord to know. You know, in, 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 okay. as a musician, if I'm a successful mu- musician, I should know what a what a seventh chord is. Sure. Um. He he didn't know that until like the late '80s. Like so, he oh, had, this had is good. He had m- multiple hit songs, like m- so many hits. And then he was on tour with Bob Dylan, and they're like, and he's like, and like figured hey, out ahead, what what go a, and put a, put that in the seventh what what a seventh chord was. And he's like, oh, this is amazing. Oh wow, I never even knew this. Thing I guess existed. I wrote a whole album. Like, yes, exactly, exactly, <laughs> That's exactly what happened. It was like, oh, I guess I should just learn how to do this now. I, I'm like, you have written countless hit that's, songs. That's the interesting thing about like technicality. I mean, being a technical. Mm-hmm. Like being a technical performer versus someone who's just like fumbling and noodling around until, oh, this is this is the sound I want. That, but that's to amazing achieve, to achieve perfection. Like in, in great, he had written timeless classics yeah. without knowing what a seventh chord was. Right, which is what the Beatles basically just built on. Like I, like George Martin showed them what a seventh chord was. <laughs> like oh cool, like we can just do. We this can all just time. do a whole album. This is just all this all the time. And then Tom Petty in like nineteen eighty eight was like, what the oh this is oh oh no one in the last thirteen years has told me what the fuck this is. Yeah, all the engineers I've worked with, all the producers, all the bandmates I've worked with, they've never been like, hey, if you just remove your middle finger there, that's a seventh chord. And it's like, oh fuck, wow, I really love that. Awesome. Huh. I guess I'm gonna go write some more massive hits here. Like, like all these yeah. hits I have right now, uh, those are gonna pale in comparison to what I'm gonna put on Full Moon Fever. That's funny. It's I remember watching that and be like, the f- he went his a, a lifetime, a lifetime, a lifetime without knowing what a seventh chord was. That's funny. And he's like, oh well, yeah. And then it was because touring with Bob Dylan, he figured out what it was, and was like, Bob Dylan can tell him what the seventh chord is. Nobody else, no studio engineer can be like, hey, what do you think about just throwing a hey, uh, Tom? What do you think about just throwing a seventh in there? Well, was it was it was it uh, Tommy Atola or something? Some big record producer worked with them early on to make. Um, to make like American Girl and Refugee and all that stuff like that. So like working like heavy handed with oh, yeah. somebody to like structure the songs to be like, this is how oh. the song goes. Like, what if we try this? What if we do this? What if we do this? Oh. And the fact that that person, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Tommy Atola, whatever. But um, the fact that that person never was like, Hey, what if we do a seventh chord? Cause it's a great transition thing. It's a great thing to like play. Like you're playing. Can you make the sound with your mouth right no, now? No, I can't. Oh, but okay, I, if I had a guitar, not, in a Does case it sound like this bling bling yeah. like that and then just remove the it would just add a seven oh, hold on i got add a seven bling yeah but anyway like it, that the, the fact that that never came up in passing conversation yeah and it's from 1976 to 1988 and it's just that's crazy to me. that's crazy almost not possible no it's not possible yeah so my maybe it's just a good story but yeah and maybe at the end of the day this could be a podcast. It could be. 